Yes, yes, welcome. Welcome to the Laura Petty Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. This is the only podcast in the world where we love everybody, we make fun of everything, and I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you are some overweight person on Twitter who is saying, oh, there's nothing funnier than a fucking white guy with a podcast. For some reason, this is always an insult. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I guess I do know why, because it is funny. Because there's a lot of trash that exists in the world, and uh, this is some of it. This is part of it. But you know what? You should just, if the world's already burning down, you might as well contribute some flames, you know? You might as well throw some gasoline on the goddamn fire. Uh, So that's what this podcast is. That's what everything I'm doing is. Um, Yeah, we're just flying blind. (laughs) We're just flying blind, spreading motivational uh, motivational content. You know what I'm saying? Uh, please go pick up a copy of my book if you haven't yet, The Petty Principles, Volume 1. I'm currently writing Volume 2, so you don't want to pick up Volume 2 and be confused and have no idea what the fuck the book's about. So go and grab Volume 1 and go and grab some merch from the stove. Go and get yourself a nice little out pay taxes shirt. Um, I should be wearing my own merch right now, but if I wear my own merch in every episode, you would say, hmm... I wonder if this guy fucking showers. But I actually shower twice a day. Because in the morning, I go down to the airplane hangar, and I be twisting ranches, and then I get home, and then um, I get on the internet, and I spread dangerous misinformation, and I break a sweat there, too. I really miss Mexico, bro. Um, I'm, over- I'm overwhelmed. My life is just so hard. It's just the realities of this American lifestyle, you know? I mean, does it make sense? It makes sense to me that we have a bunch of commies and shit, you know, because I am insanely intelligent. I am insanely tall and attractive. And even I have a hard time sometimes. I got to really sit down sometimes and uh, put things into perspective about how fortunate and stuff I am. And even I struggle. So I really got to find motivation sometimes. Then I just ask myself, okay, what do, what do these dumbasses do you know that obviously that's why they want communism and socialism because shit's hard out here dude it's hard out here for a pimp but you know you can either bitch about it or try to go through and make your way and you know i'm never gonna be one of these people with my tits out yelling and screaming dying my hair blue and crying about everything but i remember i remember being like 18 fresh out of high school i was supposed to go to college in idaho but i ended up getting arrested for something stupid and I couldn't leave the state and started working this construction job that I didn't want to be working, but I just had to do something or my dad was going to kick me out. And I was very confused. It was a very uh, confusing, tumultuous time for your boy. And I had a lot of negative thoughts. And that was like my, you know, that was my dumb live phase at the time because I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I'm like, we're all... You know, we're supposed to go to college and study what and get out with a bunch of debt. We got out of high school not knowing shit. I can find the circumference of a rhombus or something. And uh, so, yeah, I understand. I understand where we get all these uh, these these people from. But, you know, once you hit your stride, once you turn like 25 or something like that, you're really supposed to like develop some skin and have some skin in the game and kind of be a fucking adult and let it go. So when I see these just... 35 year old 
people that are just still like, oh my God, we need communism. No, dude, you just didn't spend any of your time learning anything. Because that's all money is, is an agreed upon value of exchange. If you have some sort of skill and the more valuable your skill is, the more money you're going to make. The more money you're going to pay for, anybody's going to pay for the skill that you possess. You know, so when people just keep bitching and bitching and bitching, but I'm not going to lie to you, bro. It's hard. It's hard on my liver. The way that I drink is hard on my liver. I've been talking to my homie Fat Sack again lately, and it feels good. I had a friend growing up. We're still friends. I just don't see him anymore because we're adults now. And uh, he was the illest rapper in the world. His rap name was Fat Sack, F-A-T-S-A-Q. And yes, I came up with that. Because he'd always, he'd always be freestyling and be like, and I got the fattest sack. And then uh, my friend Nate one day just gave us this this broken MacBook where the, the, the keys like barely worked on it. It barely had any keys on it. And we started just jokingly recording because we were all big hip hop fans. Like, like he really liked Tech 9 for instance, and shit like that. And so, uh, and I don't know, it's just something that clicked. Like, it was just fun. It was like before everybody was a rapper. You know, we were like the only kids in high school or I think, yeah, we were like the only kids doing it at that time in our, in our town. And um, just because the tech, the technology and stuff wasn't that available. And none of us, we weren't rapping about like packing guns and yada, yada. Like this dude was going to culinary school and he's the nicest person you'll ever fucking meet in your entire life. Just this big stoner, but he had a voice like this and he would just rap about shit and he would just make up words. He was so ahead of the fucking rap game. He was so ahead. He'd say shit like sing B while I sting a fucking B with a motherfucking zaber, zaber, zyber, library. Like, what the fuck is that? Who knows? But now, you know, you got guys like the, this bitch just hit my line talking about, <laughs> Fat Sack was ahead of all that. He was ahead of Riff Raff. He was ahead of Little B. He was ahead of all this retarded shit with him just being himself, like rapping about making Egg McMuffins with the dead hooker in his trunk outside. And um, so we've been texting again late. Like, I'll just randomly send him his lyrics like, pick it up like a dirty trout, pitter pout. Yeah, God, that guy was funny, dude. Steve, that guy is so funny. I remember one time, so we had this kind of quiet friend. His name is Justin. When I say we had, like I'm talking in past tense, like I still love these guys. I just don't see him anymore, obviously. Uh, but my friend Justin, who's kind of just like a shy guy, we call him J-Bag for like, like ogre and shit like that. <laughs> it's just like big goop, but like real smart, you know, just like big, goofy, hilarious, like good, kind-hearted guy. And uh, just like the last person in the world you would expect to be a rapper, you know? And we're sitting in Steve's parents' hot tub one night, and I'm all fucked up, just all pressurized, like, Justin, spit a freestyle, dude. Spit a freestyle. He's like, dude, like, what am I supposed to say? Just like, spit anything, dude. Just say fucking anything. It doesn't matter. And then Steve goes, Justin, if you, if you rap, I will puke. And everybody's like, oh, you know, like... The fact that that even got bartered like that, um, that for the fact if we get some bars out of Justin, Steve will puke, is fucking hilarious and shows how stupid of kids we were. But then, uh, so I start beatboxing, and I just go, we're all drunk, you know? Bunch of guys in a hot tub. And then Justin goes, Steve's about to puke. It's about to be big as a nuke. And he had more bars in the chamber, like he was going to say more. And then Steve, <laughs> like after the first couple words came out, 
Fatsack just shoved his finger down his throat and just started puking everywhere. And that is how I grew up. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, sending uh, rap lyrics back and forth with Fatsack again. And that is the shit I do like that warms my heart. I miss my friends, dude. I miss I miss my childhood friends, and it is weird how life just happens. Like, you know, I saw a meme. They talk about one day you're just hanging out by the power breaker outside, and everybody goes home that night. And without realizing it, that was the last time that you and all your homies were hanging out without all the obligations of life, and you went home that night. And you had no idea that was the last time you're all going to see each other. Um, and that's that shit that makes me sad because I can't think of... But, you know, people grow apart and shit like that, but I'm um, pretty sure all my old friends hate me because uh, everybody always thinks I'm like, I don't know, a certain way, but it's all good. I can't change anybody's perception. It's not my job. Uh, but I love everybody. I have no beef with anybody. That's my thing in general, dude. I want to stop being judgmental. That's why it's hard to even do these podcasts and shit anymore because uh, a good rule in life is if, if, if nobody asks for your opinion, you should probably just keep it to your fucking self. And what is the internet culture? All this like podcasting and social media and stuff like that. That's all people are doing is just putting their opinion out there that nobody cares about. And if there's one sure way to not convince anybody or to get your idea across is by just yelling it in their face. It's a very rare person. It's a very, very rare specimen, very rare, mature folk where you can just hear some facts and completely change how you feel about something because we use emotions to validate our logic or you try to use logic to validate our emotions. I'm sorry. But so it takes a very special person to just hear some facts. I mean, that's why you can't, you know, that's why the COVID shit got so out of control. That's why all this like trans shit is so out of control because people have feelings about it. And so if you look at somebody like like a Drake, for instance, or something like that, you know, he just keeps his mouth shut about everything. He just makes people feel a certain way. You ever hear the, the, the term, people don't often remember what you said to them, but they remember how you made them feel? That is true, bro. Because think about, think about, a con- think about all the conversations you had today. Do you remember word for word what you had with people? No, you just remember if you enjoyed it or not. You just remember how you felt when you're having that interaction. So with all the social media stuff, there's no actual human connection. People are just either throwing what they think is facts. And then you got the left, which if anything contradicts how they feel about stuff, they call it misinformation. So you can be, you know, you could try to argue that the sky's blue, but if you just throw it in someone's face, they're not going to acknowledge it. And you're not going to sway them in any sort of way, any sort of influence in any way, shape or form. Um, it's just what it is, dude. Um, but anyways, on a more positive note, I have a, I have another kitty. I have a new kitty. When I came to San Antonio, I stayed with my buddy Alan for, I think about three weeks. I was just trying to like look at areas and see where I wanted to live, yada, yada. And he's got him and his girlfriend. They, they had a cat and, uh, the cat was pissing everywhere because they got two doggies. They got two big doggies as well. And I guess the cat did pretty good before they got the dogs, but then as soon as they got the fucking dogs, and I'm not really a dog guy. I love all animals in general, but I'm not, if I had to choose between a cat and a dog, I would take the cat every single time. Um, and the cat just doesn't like the dog, so the cat would just piss everywhere. And uh, so today's the first, so finally, um, Alan he bought a new couch and the cat pissed all over the couch. He put 
new flooring in upstairs because the cat pissed all over the flooring upstairs. And when I was living at the house, the kitty and I got along. The kitty would come and lay on my chest, and I'd be petting her little kitty. And then he texted, and they kept asking me, like, hey, will you take Dakota? I was like, no, I don't want her to piss on shit. I have brand new carpet at my place. I got a brand new white couch, yada, yada, yada. I don't want cat piss everywhere. And um, so far, and so he told me yesterday, like, dude, I, I can't do it. If you don't want Dakota, she's going to the shelter. And I felt a little tear come down my German pasty face. I felt my German dark heart just fucking buckle up. And I thought about this cat going to the shelter because I tried to rescue a cat before. If you've been listening to this shit for a while, you remember I tried to rescue. I don't even remember if I talked about this because it's fucking embarrassing. But I was volunteering at the Austin Animal Shelter because I was really sad about losing the kitty cat through my breakup. I was very sad about losing Toulouse, and I was like having dreams about him and shit like that. Yes, I'm a pussy when it comes to my animals, okay? When I broke up with my ex-girlfriend, Brittany, back in the day, like I get why she dumped, up, dumped me because I was a fucking loser, and I could justify that, but I was like crying over the fucking dog, okay? But then so when uh, Shouty and I broke up, it was pretty much the same thing. I was like, okay, you know, we're not meant to be, even though like I love her to death and shit like that, but we're just not, it's, it's just never going to work out the way we're wired, which is sad. And, um, and I, I couldn't let the fucking cat go. So I go and volunteer at the fucking animal shelter just because I wanted to be around animals. I didn't want to have one. I didn't want to have the responsibility. And then one day somebody brings in a 14 year old cat and then, like, I just, like, bottle everything up. You know what I mean? I don't, sh- I don't show my emotions. I don't, I rarely even have emotions. I'm a complete sociopath, to be honest with you. Honest with you. But somebody brought in a 14-year-old cat, and I was like, who the fuck brings in a 14-year-old cat? I'm going to bring this bitch home, and she's going to die like a queen in my house, not in some shitty death shelter, okay? And so I brought her home. Her name was Sasha, and she directly just booked it behind my dryer, wanted nothing to do with me, hissed at me every time I tried to talk to her, wouldn't eat the treats that I gave her. She would howl all night, just just fucking howling all night. And I, I asked my sister at the time, I was like, hey, she's a good animal person. She's like, what's going on? She's like, well, she probably has dementia, dude. I was like, my kitty cat has dementia. She says, yeah, she's probably lost, doesn't know what she's doing. Um, I thought, okay, well, I don't know what to do about cat dementia. And, uh, and then one day she was just being a bitch during the day. And I said, do you want to go outside? Cause Toulouse would want to go outside. If he wouldn't get to go outside, he would start fucking howling. And so I let Sasha go outside and she just never came back. So I'm an asshole. I let a demented cat just walk up the front door, vanish. And then I went on the Austin, uh, animal shelter website and she ended up back at the same shelter. So somebody found her and took her to the shelter or called animal control or something. Cause she was probably whining in front of somebody's window or something like that. And you know what I didn't do? I didn't go grab her because I gave her two months and it just never worked out. So I've been hesitant to get another aminal. All right. But, uh, you know, I, I saw, I saw the shelters, even though people mean well, um, it's better than, you know, a lot of other scenarios. I saw the shelters and I was like, I do not want Dakota going to a fucking shelter. And so I brought her in today. So today is our day one. And so far, she's being a goddamn angel. She hasn't pissed on anything because I think the only reason, I think it's territorial pissings. And she hasn't pissed on anything. And she's just snugging with your boy. Uh, it's probably the gayest, I've had the gayest day I've had in a long time today because I was just uh, cuddling with the cat. 
and watching this movie called Where the Crawdads Sing. And I had no idea what the movie was about. I was just kind of distracted. And I, I usually watch movies that are based on books because um, you have to have, I know how hard it is to write books. And uh, so if you're going to make a movie based on a book, it has, basically you can't write a book without having a fucking story. You can make a movie without a real story. Obviously like a Transformers, you know, Michael Bay explosions or just showing, you know, just like a shock value movie, like a Requiem for a Dream or something, you know, something without any sort of storyline where it's just shocking. You can make a movie like that. But when there's movies based on books, there's always a story and a story slap. And so I clicked on this movie and it's a total chick flick and I had no idea. Um, But it was a pretty good movie. Uh, Pretty good movie. I'm not going to lie. Like, fellas, if you got to watch some movie with a shouty out there, watch, uh, watch the movie about Swamp Girl because... One, she's pretty cute, um, even though I'd be worried about what that swamp puss be like. That's, a, that's the fake thing about the movies. She's like this really cute, pretty girl, and she just lives, al- lives alone in this swamp, and she's got these dudes fighting for her, which I believe that part. Um, yeah, she, then she's dating this one guy, which I didn't understand. They were getting along very well, and then he goes, I got to leave. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do this, but... I will never forget about you. And she's like, you're going to forget about me. And he goes, no, I will never forget about you. And I'm sitting there like, of course he's going to forget about you. He's going to go to college. He's going to be a bunch of sorostitutes. You're going to be chilling at the marsh. But me, if it would have been me, I would have just stayed in the swamp and held it down with fucking marsh shouty, dude. Because once she's hot, I would have just hung out, chilled on the boat, sat around with my shotgun and let my fucking teeth go and dug muscles and helped her write her book and killed that guy. Did I just give away the whole plot of the movie? Yes, but it's okay. Because you probably weren't even going to watch it anyways. Um, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, that's another episode of the Lord Petty Podcast. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, please leave a rating, review, go follow me on social media, spread the podcast, do some cool shit. Okay? May scratch my back, I scratch yours. I don't know, whatever. Till next time.